The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. This is not good news. Gloria Allred is going to call a press conference featuring the 32 bodacious, voluptuous, buxom dames in my harem. Apparently, with the complaint, deals with groping. I have not groped and serviced each and every one of them enough. Leave it to Gloria. She's always got a... If there's a political angle, she's in there. She is a man-hater. But I will do all my best this weekend to properly assure that each and every member of my harem is properly serviced. They enjoy the groping I give them. Actually, it's more like a sensual caress. It's not groping. I will make sure they're properly serviced, they're properly satisfied, lest I have Gloria Allred parade them out and say that I have not properly serviced beautiful women in my five-star harem. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the feminists that attack males for no reason. Now, L. Frankenberry. I know what President Trump calls him Al Frankenstein, but I like L. Frankenberry. Boo. Booberry. L. Frankenberry. I'll tell you. What goes around comes around. Payback is a biatch, and he is getting paid back in spade. I always love these politicians, or these people that love to live in glass houses, that love to say I am perfect and that I never, I never do anything. I lead just the exemplary lifestyle. I'm always reminded by, was it uh, Jimmy Swaggart? I have sinned. I have sinned before you. They're all angels. They're all perfect. They're all holier than thou until all of a sudden they get caught. The good news is I, this five-star, this global alpha male, never professes to be perfect. In fact, I am proudly imperfect. And I think many of you would feel the same way, that we enjoy our dames, we enjoy our cigars, we enjoy our libations, we enjoy the alpha male lifestyles. We make no apologies about it. Now, big announcement here before I get into some other very important topical items that I would like to get to here in this first hour. Second hour of today's show, we are going to guide you. Colonel Ange and I, who is joining us, will join us from the Pooch Pit, hour number two. We'll conduct alpha turkey cooking maneuvers. Everything you need to know about cooking your bird alpha style, whether it's smoking it, deep frying it, whether it is uh, doing a, your turkey spatchcocked on the grill, 
We will guide you what you need to properly baste and season your bird with. And I'm going to ask Colonel Ange if he's got a special side or something different that he does that can give a special five-star alpha take. So that is our number two. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe that we are already at Thanksgiving. We are less than five days away from that. T-minus five days and counting from Thanksgiving. I have no idea where the time has gone. Sergeant Steve, before we started the show, didn't you tell me that we are, what, like six weeks from from sparkling wine and champagne tasting maneuvers? That is correct. <laughs> Were we just doing that like 10 minutes ago? It just seems like with, with Sommelier Dave and the rest of the crew, we were just doing that show. Can't wait for the next one. Uh, I'm telling you, the time just flies. Now, big announcement. As you know, I mentioned to you, mark the date down for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the Cigar City of Tampa. I told you the date, February 3rd, 2018. The location, Shelter Aviation, on the flight line at Tampa International Airport. I told you it was presented by Diamond Crown. I told you that all of our guests, it's a VIP ticketed event, all of our guests upon entering receive a very, very nice Cigar Dave gift bag that's got lots of goodies, starting with the Cigar Dave Assault Pack. And that you, if you attend the Alpha Pleasure Fest, will get six super premium cigars from J.C. Newman, including the Diamond Crown Maximus, the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar Corona, new size, the Diamond Crown Black Diamond Emerald. We launched the Black Diamond at the 2017 at this year's Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. You'll also get a Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Double Connecticut. That's four. But there are two very special cigars you shall receive. First, the Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, 1895 Double Perfecto. That is the size, that Double Perfecto, that the founder of J.C. Newman, Julius Caesar Newman, would smoke like five, six times a day. Love that. And the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Double Perfecto, only available at the Diamond Crown lounges across the country. I think there's 30 of them. That's it. But wait, there's more. We're doing something ultra special. We are going to give every attendee to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, day before Super Bowl. We will give you a Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto. This is an Alpha Pleasure Fest exclusive. This has never been sold. It's never been given away. It's only has only been smoked by the Newman family, by Eric, by Bobby, by Drew, by Paxton, by Dawson, just the Drew, or just the, the J.C. Newman insiders, if you will, the family. And when I was talking to Eric and Bobby, I said, we need to do something special. They said, General, come downstairs with us to the aging room in our Ybor City factory, and they showed me these beautiful Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfectos. They are priceless. And even if they were be, to be sold, probably would be in the $30 category. But again, they're not being sold. And they made that very clear. This is never going to be sold. That's what they told me. So I'm just relaying that. You'll also get a huge Alpha Lunch Buffet, including a Tampa 1905 salad. We've got the Salem's Buffalo Smokehouse Dogs, a carnivore carving station, Ybor-style paella, desserts, pasta station, drinks, craft beer samplings, single malt and, and whiskey samplings. It will be a fantastic day. $170 plus ticket service fee. We also have a VIP suite for eight. Only one of those. The details at CigarDave.com. 
We actually launched, let me see, I want to uh, make sure that I have this, about uh, eight minutes ago. We well, longer than that, about 14 minutes ago, we opened up ticket sales to the general public. We gave all of our previous VIP attendees at our past events the first opportunity. They took advantage. Tickets are very limited. We want this to be a very intimate one-on-one -on -one event. February in the Cigar City of Tampa, sure as hell beats February in the Midwest, the Northeast, other parts of the country. No snow, no sleet, no mittens, no gloves, no boots. No ice scrapers necessary. It is a great time of year. The weather last year was perfect. It's indoors in the hangar. We've got cool planes. Just a great time. We do the live broadcast from noon to 2 Eastern time. So go right now to CigarDave.com. Tickets now available for sale to the public. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Make sure you head there right now. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the groping very quickly here because there, there are some other items that I want to get to. Specifically, I want to talk about the great Ferdy Pacheco, the fight doctor who passed away Thursday at the age of 89. Special story that I want to relay. We'll do that in the next segment. But let's talk about these groping and harassment issues. When I see people come out, I, if somebody is genuinely harassed, groped, like I'm watching some of the videos from Joe Biden. He's creepy. The way he's putting his hands on these little girls and whispers in there, even adult women. He's, I get that you can be touchy-feely and, you know, you can be a huggable type. I get that. But watching some of his stuff is pretty uncomfortable. Even some of the senators and their families that were getting sworn in by Biden, you'll see. We'll get the link on that. We'll, we'll post that. Very, very creepy. Not any of these people in Hollywood that, like the Harvey Weinsteins, and now we're seeing some of the other big names, uh, Louis C.K., these people don't know, don't have the common courtesy that there's a certain modicum of behavior that is expected. And when I hear the Congress now and the Senate wants to pass, uh, make mandatory harassment training as part of every staffer and, and House of Representative member and senator, part of the uh, annual training that's mandatory, I'm thinking to myself, this isn't something that's learned from the time you're a kid. You don't have to be a senator or a genius for that matter, and let's face it, most congressmen and senators, they're not genius. They're not Rhodes Scholars. A couple of them are, but not everyone. Most of them are not. You don't need to undergo special, I don't need to go under special harassment training to know that you shouldn't take your hands and put them on if somebody you just met or even somebody that you're in a business setting to go pat them on the ass or, or funnel their rack. You don't do that. As alphas, we know how to treat our women. As alpha males, we also know the proper decorum. We know what is polite. We know what is expected. I would never in a million years, and I didn't have to go through special training to know that if you are in a business meeting with someone, that you shouldn't go up to her, smack her on the ass, and say, sweetheart, I want to bend you over, and I want to have my way with you, and then plan a kiss on her, Especially if it's somebody that, you know, in a, in a business environment, somebody that doesn't say to you, I find you irresistible, take me right now, General. Well, that's a different story. That's a totally different story. And I wouldn't do it when it comes to work. There are just certain things you don't, lines you don't want to cross. But when I see all these Hollywood sleazeballs, and forget political party for a minute, but I did find it interesting the Democrats no longer can cover they can't cover for Bill Clinton. They can't cover for Harvey Weinstein. They can't cover for Al Frankenberry, Stuart Smalley. They cannot cover for them anymore. And I'm hearing now that 
President George H.W. Bush, now women are coming out saying he groped me or patted me on the ass. The guy's 93. What use does that coming out with 40 years later? I don't get it. But the fact of the matter is this. We as alphas, we know what is expected. We don't need to be told how to behave, how to act, what is proper and what is improper. We learned that long time ago when we were growing up by our parents, period. And if somebody doesn't know that by the age that they become a senator or they become a Hollywood executive, then something is severely warped. And when you look at some of these guys, these are guys, Harvey Weinstein, he couldn't get laid in a whorehouse for money. His wife, soon to be ex-wife, do you really think she looked at Harvey Weinstein, who looks like uh, Roger Moore, or not Roger Moore, what's his name? Yeah, is it uh, Michael Moore, thank you, Michael Moore. These guys look like slovenly unmade beds. They don't shave, they need a bath, they look like they, they, look like they got up and, and, and basically are a walking unmade bed. These guys couldn't get laid in a whorehouse for money. That's how desperate they are. So they use their power to try to advance and get hot dames, hot chicks. And if you look at Harvey Weinstein's wife, soon to be ex-wife, you cannot tell me. You cannot have her look at anybody at a straight face and say, I really find him attractive. He's super hot. No, what made him attractive, what made him super extraordinary was when she saw his bank account. It's amazing how much better looking he became when she saw that bank account. And I'm sure there's a prenuptial, but she'll come out just fine. But these guys are scumbags. And I don't need any of these feminists to say, oh, all men are like this, because that's exactly what they want to do. Oh, all men should go through harassment training, remedial training. I got a kick real quickly before we take the time out. A uh, friend of mine was telling me at the company that he works at, they had harassment training and human resources training. And one of the things that they were saying is that you have to avoid when you're talking to females or people of the opposite sex, whether it's a male to female, female to male, you have to avoid a suggestive glance. And his answer, and, or his reply and my reply is, what the hell is a suggestive glance? And they said, well, you really shouldn't look at somebody directly. Now my answer is, if somebody's talking to me, whether it's a male or female, I'm gonna look them right in the eyes. When they're speaking, I'm, I'm not going to be like one of these guys that looks up, looks down, looks left. Look, I don't trust people like that. And I'm sure you've seen them. When they're talking to you, their faces cocked to the right, to the left, up, down. They can never look you in the eye. Now, if that means that I'm giving a suggestive glance, well, so be it. To me, that's just polite. And again, the pendulum always goes from one extreme to the other. I think we need some very basic common sense, basic courtesy, basic manners. You don't slap a woman in the ass, and just like a woman shouldn't slap a guy in the ass. It goes both ways. You must maintain the proper decorum. But it is amazing to see all these libs. What goes around, comes around. And I'm sure there will be more. And by the way, if you say, well, General, look at what Donald Trump did. You know, Donald Trump was, doing, was talking locker room talking. How many of you how many of you, or even women listening, have said amongst your fellow, your fellow guys, friends, even women with other women, look at that hottie. I would love to bang her. I would love to so-and-so her. And I know women that have said, hey, we look at guys all the time, and we notice their ass, or we notice this and that, and say this, they say the same thing. I know women have said that to me. That's talk. There's a difference if you just talk and you're not actually doing it. Trump was talk. All these women that supposedly were paraded out hasn't gone anywhere. 
And again, Gloria Allred, oh yeah. If she comes out, you can be assured it's phony baloney. She's nothing more than a political hack who shows up on the scene like, a, uh, like an EMT worker in an accident. So there's a big difference between talk and between actually doing it. What Franken did and what Louis C.K. did and Harvey Weinstein and all these other scumbags, big difference. That's my two cents. When we come back, we'll talk about the fight doctor. Ferdy Pacheco passed away. I got to know Ferdy one-on-one. We'll tell you about that story. Much more coming your way. Hour number two, T-minus five days away and counting. Turkey Day, Alpha Turkey Day cooking maneuvers with Colonel Ange. Much coming your way. Litation libation also around the corner. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, returns on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an Alpha Male, great spirits, craft beer, Alpha Male camaraderie, and of course, plenty of Diamond Crown cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, are on sale. Get info and tickets at Cigar. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features fantastic cigars shipped directly to you every month. I'm pleased to announce the November 2017 Officers Club selection. It is... The Balmoral Añejo XO. XO standing for extra old as all the tobaccos in this cigar are extra aged. The Balmoral Añejo XO features a wrapper from Brazil, a Brazilian sun-grown arapiraca. Filler three-country blend, Brazil, the Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. The Balmoral Añejo XO delivers subtle notes of sweetness, underlying hints of spice, and just a touch of cocoa and chocolate. The Balmoral Añejo XO coming to you if you're already a member of the Officers Club. If you are not... Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get fantastic cigars like the Balmoral and Yeho XO delivered to you. Join now, the Cigar Dave Officers Club, CigarDave.com. This is a Cigar Dave's News Bulletin. 
Well, look at the nugget that has just come across my hot little desk. Well, actually, it's a large desk, large glass desk. Look what has just come my way. What was I just talking about in the first segment? I was talking about all these hypocrites, the ones that say I'm holier than thou, the ones that say, do as I say, I am perfect. And I always say, be careful. Well, headline, anti-LGBT politician resigns after being caught having sex with man in his office. Wes Goodman, Republican state legislator for Ohio, who is married to a woman who is assistant director of an annual anti-abortion rally known as March for Life, routinely touted his Christian faith, his anti-LGBT views, has resigned after being caught having sex with a man in his office. He had horizontal mambo maneuvers. The right-wing legislator, Wes Goodman, pushed family values. I w- whenever they say family values, you know, that's always a warning sign. No doubt about it. Was reportedly witnessed having sexual liaison horizontal mambo maneuvers with a man inside his office who was not employed by the legislator. Well, isn't that interesting? It happened on Tuesday afternoon. The 33-year-old has been branded the conscience of the conservative movement, resigned for inappropriate conduct shortly after the liaison took place and was released. And on his Twitter bio, it says, at least it did before, he probably changed it, Wes Goodman's biography on his Twitter says, Christian, American, conservative, Republican, husband to at Beth 1027. Now here's the deal. This isn't a political statement whether somebody is pro-life or pro-choice. This isn't a statement about whether they believe in LGBT, whatever. My feeling, you know my feeling. I don't want anybody telling me what to do in the bedroom with my harem. I don't want anybody telling me how to enjoy my life, what cigars, what food to eat. I want everybody out. Let everybody live, do their thing, period. But when I see these people that love to just trot themselves out as holier than thou, as they are just... The, the teetotaling Bible thumpers, and they and I never trust these guys. And what did I say in the first segment? I've been proven right once again. I'm right 99.9% of the time. I, I probably state that. And if I'm wrong, an alpha states he's wrong. But I'm not wrong about this. All these people that all wear their religion on their sleeve, that say how holy they are, how, how religious they are, and how pure and perfect they are, As soon as I'm done shaking their hand, I look at my hand and make sure I count that I still have five fingers. I don't trust those pricks one bit. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. 
It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelt Air Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event. Very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018 in Tampa. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. If you are a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, you should have received this week the November 2017 Officers Club selection, the Balmoral Añejo Exo. Añejo from Spanish to English translates to aged or ripe. The Balmoral Añejo XO. Let me pull one out of my Officers Club pouch. Three beautiful sticks. A Toro, a Big Robusto, and a Torpedo. Very, very nice. The Balmoral Añejo XO features supremely aged cigar tobaccos that results in a meticulous cigar experience beyond compare. The wrapper is a vintage-aged Brazilian sun-grown Arapiraca that overlays a delicious blend of Dominican, Nicaraguan, Brazilian fillers, medium to full in body. Nice notes of cedar, of spice, of cocoa, a little bit of uh, espresso chocolate type notes, dark chocolate, and a gentle, sweet undertone. A fabulous cigar. Love this cigar. This is a uh, not an inexpensive cigar. I think these uh, cigars go in the $12 category. So remember our officers club, $22.95. You got about 35, 36 bucks plus worth of cigars. So beautiful cigars, and you're going to see Balmoral. It's owned by Agio, very large in Europe. We've got a great factory in the Dominican Republic. You will see Balmoral making a big splash in the upcoming year or two. They've got a number of great blends. I know because I have been given several of their new sample blends off the charts. You're going to love this Balmoral Añejo XO. Goes great with cognac, a Cabernet. A scotch or your favorite bourbon. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Okay, Cigar Dave, Research and Development Laboratories. I got my Cigar Dave lock and load. This is called a grenade. Looks like a giant grenade, huge tank. Literally looks like a grenade. Gigantic flame, that's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. 
Oh, what a perfect cut. Now, there is a secondary band at the foot that says Añejo Exo, and this is the Rothschild Massivo. So this is a good size. This is about a 5 by about a 54 ring gauge. Beautiful looking cigar. Boy, the Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper smells fantastic. Let me toast the foot of this beautiful cigar. And I should tell you that the company, Balmoral, sent me a full box of the Toros last week that I have been consuming and absolutely loving. So when I got the Officers Club shipment, I said, I got three more. Actually, I got nine more because they send me three shipments. We always send some extras because I know I'm going to want to put one in my briefcase, one at home, one in the Pleasure uh, Humidor 1A and... Uh, and Alpha Command Center 1A. Okay, I've got my cigar lit. Let me now fucking rotate. Hmm. Okay. Great draw, great taste. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Getting that cedar, a little bit of that sweetness, with a little bit of dark chocolate. Very nice. Hmm. Outstanding. So, my Balmoral Añejo XO, perfectly lit. Next up. I need something to quench the thirst. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. We are T-minus five days away and counting from Thanksgiving. Now, we're going to be conducting alpha turkey cooking maneuvers in the next hour with Colonel Ange. Everything you need to know about cooking your bird alpha male style. So I need an appropriate libation that will go with this beautiful Balmoral Añejo XO. First of all, it's got to be American. We're celebrating Thanksgiving. It's a unique... Well, it's not... It really is kind of a unique... I mean, in Canada, they celebrate it, but not like we do here. So I need something that is going to be appropriate. What is appropriate for Thanksgiving? A turkey. What brand of bourbon has turkey involved with the brand? That would be wild turkey. And I have selected the wild turkey rare breed barrel proof. Gobble, gobble. 112.8 proof. This is not for wussified betas. This is for alpha males that have hair on their chest. If you shave, by the way, if you shave your chest and your legs and arms to be more aerodynamically efficient, this is not for you. This is for the hardy alpha male. They do not put an age statement. However, it is reported to be a blend of 6-year, 8-year, and 12-year-old bourbons. The mash bill is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. So the barley's going to tame it a little bit. And the rye is going to give it just enough of that rye spice, that uh, peppery type of note. First released in 1991. There are probably about a dozen batches that have been released. And the rare breed, as I said, uses a blend of three aged bourbons. And at 112 proof, 116.8 or 112.8 proof, it depends. Sometimes they're 112. Next batch, I think, is going to be 116.8. But... You're going to get some nice notes on the palate, bold and spicy. Let me open that up right here. Let me pour that. Okay, swirl that around. Mm. Definitely some bold and spicy notes, some pepper, some wood. Mm. Very nice. Let me say cheers. Take a sip. Doing the Kentucky Chew. Ooh, whoa. Whoa, Nelly. Major, major sizzle on the palate. Mm, a little bit of sweetness. 
Very woody, a little vanilla. Mm, definitely got some, uh, you can tell there's rye in there. There's no doubt about it. So this is a very nice. The good thing is this Balmoral Añejo XO, medium to full, it can handle a very spicy bourbon or libation. So my cigar is lit. I've enjoyed my wild turkey rare breed, 112.8 proof. And now I'm ready to continue front and center. I would like to pay tribute to a man that has been on this show several times who passed away this week at the age of 89. I'm talking about the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco. For those of you that are sports fans that have watched boxing, that whether it was uh, Muhammad Ali going way back to Muhammad Ali or watching NBC or Showtime or HBO, the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco, synonymous with boxing, but he was also synonymous with being a great author, a great artist, and a great humanitarian. Let me tell you how I met Ferdy. Passed away Thursday at the age of 89 in his sleep. What a great way to go. Very peaceful way to go. Still working and still very active until the end. Born and raised in Ybor City, which is the traditional historic cigar-making area here in the cigar city of Tampa. Ferdy was an institution. Grew up, his father owned a pharmacy. Ferdy went into medicine, but before he went into medicine, he worked summers, two summers, as a waiter at the Columbia Restaurant. Now, back in those days, when you were a waiter at the Columbia Restaurant, that was like being a doctor. I mean, that was a very prestigious job back in those days at, uh, at the Columbia because Columbia was, it still is, the creme de la creme. Great Spanish food. I love their paella, chicken and yellow rice, their Tampa Cuban bread from El Segunda, their, their sangria. Richard Gonsmart and I, the owner, have been friends for a long time since I started this show. And that's where I first met Ferdy. But Ferdy went to medical school, served in the uh, U.S. Army in Korea. He went down, moved to Miami, from Tampa, moved to Miami, and he ran one of a medical clinic in one of Miami's poorest areas. And he became well-known to a lot of famous people and became known to Muhammad Ali. And the way he became known is that the Dundees, Angelo Dundee and his brother, were big trainers, uh, boxing trainers, and they invited him to his gym, and they had him as their physician, and he met Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali was training for a fight down in Miami, I think 1969, 1970, and in fact, that's where I met Muhammad Ali. I was uh, a little kid. My father had a medical convention, and it was, I think, February, I want to say maybe 1969, 1970. And at the Eden Rock Hotel, who comes out of the yellow? My grandfather, Sigari, was a huge boxing fan. I didn't know boxing that much. And who comes walking out of the elevator? At that time, Muhammad Ali and his father, Cassius Clay. And my grandfather said, that's Muhammad Ali. Go ask for his autograph. Okay. So I started to go to the elevator. He saw me. The elevator doors, this is a true story, the elevator doors were shutting. And I'll never forget this about Muhammad Ali. Didn't know me from Adam. Doors could have shut. Wouldn't have made a difference. The guy would literally, there was maybe four inches to spare, stuck his hand in the elevator. The doors opened up, stopped, got out, shook my hand, and I asked for his autograph, gave me his autograph. Nicest guy. I mean, that was before digital phones, so there's no, nobody with a, a, an iPhone or an Android to take the picture. And I got the autograph. And that was very, very big. And I never forgot that because, again, Muhammad Ali could have gone right up but stopped. 
Very, very, I always remember that uh, about him. But Ferdy ended up working with Muhammad Ali. They became great friends. He became the fight doctor, first to Muhammad Ali to some other boxers. And a very interesting story is how he and Muhammad Ali had a little splitting, a, a little parting of the ways. Ferdy saw that Muhammad Ali's reflexes were fading. He saw what was going on. He brought Muhammad Ali in. He said, you need to retire. Now it's affecting you. Ali refused. When Ali refused, Pacheco walked away and said, that's the end of that. Not doing it. So he ended up getting a gig as the fight doctor, as a television boxing analyst. And he was always with Marv Albert. This is Marv Albert with the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco. He worked with some other great uh, announcers as well. Dick Enberg on, on Ferdy's passing said, quote, went down fighting. Fascinating man, servant, scientist, artist. He was all of those. He was a great physician. He was a great artist. He was a great raconteur, told great stories. And won two Emmy Awards as a television boxing analyst. And when he was done with that, got into art, got into writing books. He has written, I believe, six different books. One of them is, uh, there's two that are phenomenal that you really need to read, and they're available at Amazon. One is Ybor City Chronicles, a memoir, where he talks about growing up in Ybor City and talks about working as a waiter at the Columbia Restaurant. I've got a great story about that. He also wrote the Columbia, co-wrote the Columbia Restaurant cookbook with Adela Hernandez Gonsmart, who was the founder's daughter, and Ferdy. They both wrote that together. So let me tell you this quick story. Tell you what, we'll take the short time out. When we come back, final segment of this hour, I'll tell you the story about Ferdy Pacheco, how I met him, how he came on the show, and how we connected and how we bonded. We will tell you about Ferdy right around the corner. Don't forget Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tickets now on sale to the public. Go to CigarDave.com. Hour number two, Colonel Ange joins us from the Pooch Pit in the Western New York Theater of Operations for Alpha Turkey Cooking Maneuvers. Much going on today on the Cigar Dave Show. The November selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Balmoral Añejo XO. This medium-bodied cigar is boldly peppered and pleasantly spiced with cinnamon and coffee flavors. The Balmoral Añejo XO is hand-rolled in the Dominican Republic with a blend of Brazilian, Dominican, and Nicaraguan fillers with a Brazilian wrapper. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. 
The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. Bertie Pacheco passed away Thursday, 89. I continue my story. So it is March 96, after I started the show locally in Tampa, July 1995. One hour in Tampa. About uh, maybe three months into starting the show, Richard, I, I meet Richard Gonsmart, the owner of the Columbia Restaurant, who loves the show, and he says, you know, the Columbia started as a cafe for cigar rollers right on the corner where we first started. He said, I would love to do your show once a month from there. Can we do it? So we sat down, we cut a deal, and said, yes, we're going to do it. And we continued that for probably four years until the Florida Indoor Clean Air Act put the kibosh on that. So once a month, the first Saturday of every month, from the Columbia, from the, the cafe, we would do the show. And so Richard tells me, calls me the day before, and said, look, um, I got a guy that is a big fan, loves your show. He's in town specifically because uh, we're all going to have dinner with him tomorrow and he's visiting friends. And he co-authored the Columbia Spanish, Columbia Restaurant Spanish Cookbook with my mother, Adela Hernandez-Gonsmart. It's Ferdy Pacheco. He would love to come by and meet you. Great. I said, the Ferdy Pacheco? He said, the Ferdy Pacheco. And again, all I could hear in my mind is, yes, Marv Albert with the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco. So Ferdy comes in. We hit it off like that. I said, Ferdy, you got to come on the show. And I think at that time we were already at two hours. I could have gone six hours with Ferdy, and we would, people would have said, give me another six hours. We start talking, and we're having a great time, and he's talking about Ali, he's talking about his artwork. Very, very talented. So he signs uh, Adela hernandez Gonsmart. I said, yeah, i got to get a book for my mother. They sign the book, and Ferdy signs it for Cigar Mother Piera, and it says, to Piera, good cooking and good stories, what could be better, love, Ferdy Pacheco. And on the bottom, as I am doing the show and we're talking about some other things, 
I see a guy, I see Ferdy scribbling some things. And on the bottom, and we're posting pictures of this at CigarDave.com and on social media, he says he puts, with a black or a blue pen, he draws me in a cloud of smoke and nice profile view with a cigar, and it says, guest star's view of Cigar Dave's show. And he did it right you know, below where, where he and Adela Hernandez-Gonesmart signed the book. And then we're continuing, and I'm taking some calls, and I see he's doing it, and all of a sudden he says before the show, he goes, he says, General, I got something I want to give you. And it's a great picture. And he said, here, give this to your mother. Long ashes meets, correction, long lashes meets long ashes. And it's a picture of a woman with long eyelashes, beautiful woman, and on the right, a very elegant gentleman with a long cigar, long ashes, Pacheco 96, and that was March of 1996. And I had Ferdy on several other times. There were about six books that he wrote that are all available at Amazon.com. Ybor City Chronicles is fascinating, talking about when he was growing up. And I want to share one story, another one that he wrote, Who Killed Patton? It was fictional, but has a lot of nonfiction. Very, very interesting. I didn't realize it until I looked at this yesterday to, uh, to, to do a little research on what books he has written. But let me tell you a great story that he shared with everyone on the show. Classic. Tampa was known to have many underworld mob kingpins, including Santo Traficante. He was like the, uh, was like the Tony Soprano of the time. Very big, not just in Tampa, but big. Big around the country. I mean, he was uh, well-known. Ferdy, as I mentioned earlier, Summers, put himself through school, was a waiter. Now, you'd have Santo Traficante come in for lunch virtually every day. Would always get soup, would always get something else. And they said, all right, Ferdy, you're going to take the table. And Ferdy told, tells the story, he said, I'm nervous as hell. I'm nervous, I'm thinking, my God, this guy's a big-time mobster. If I do the wrong thing, he's going to whack me, he's going to kill me. Santo Traficante orders soup, brings the soup as he's putting it down. He spills some soup on Santo Traficante. And Ferdy thought, I'm dead, whatever. And he's, Ferdy's apologetic. He's bringing napkins. He's like, kid, no problem. Don't worry about it. Comes in again following week, spills soup on him again. You know, and, and he says, I'm sorry, whatever. I apologize. And Santo Traficante was pretty good about it. No problem, kid, no problem. Relax, no problem. Goes and third time, goes to uh, put the soup down, and before he can do it, Santo Traficante grabs his arm and said, don't spill the soup, kid. He said, I won't, Mr. Traficante. You just make me nervous. And he said, kid, don't be nervous. Just relax. No problem. Just put the soup down. And that was it. But, but Ferdy always told that story. He thought he was going to be whacked. Imagine that. You know, one time you spill it on, a, on the head of the mob in Tampa, big national figure. Second time, you know, he could be uh, wearing uh, about a 100-pound lead uh, brick at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. But just a great story. We will miss Ferdy. His artwork, phenomenal. I mean, the guy had umpteen careers. He was a physician. He was a television commentator with boxing. Very opinionated. He was an author. He uh, was an incredible artist. And you will see, we'll post the pictures of... Uh, the inscription of the book cover and the inscription to my mother, and then also the, uh, the little character he did of me, as well as the artwork that he did while he was on the show with me that day. The man was just, uh, just a really a, a great, um, 
raconteur, great stories. He was gentlemanly as, as all could be, gave me his private number. He said any time he would come into Tampa, and I said, Ferdy, you got to come on the show again with me. And I had lunch with him a couple of times, not on the show, just met him over at the Columbia. Ferdy, 89, one of Tampa's great treasures, America's great treasures. He will be missed. All right, I want to get to this, and we're running out of time. I'm going to do this next week, but I'm going to talk about Captain Paul and uh, uh, of Colvin Cleaners in Buffalo. Very philanthropic. They do a big Coats for Kids program. They just did their second one, gave away 1,500 coats. I'm going to spend more time because it just shows you as alphas, as cigar connoisseurs, he doesn't need government. We don't need government to tell us to be philanthropic. Also does a prom dresses uh, uh, right around the prom season for kids that don't uh, have prom dresses, can't afford prom dresses. But I want to spend more time on that. But uh, cheers and bravo to Captain Paul and everybody at Colvin Cleaners. Colonel Ange helped them out. Speaking of which, she'll join us in hour number two for Alpha Turkey Cooking Maneuvers. So stay right there. T-minus five days away and counting. Gobble, gobble. Don't forget, tickets are now open for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa, Saturday, February 3rd. Hour 2 is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. There is absolutely no question as to what we will all be doing T-minus five days from today. On Thursday, November 23rd, we will be watching ample amounts of football. We will be enjoying ample numbers of cigars, ample amounts of quality beverages and libations, and of course... Ample amounts of gobble-gobble, Thanksgiving turf, turkey, and all the fixings. In fact, I highly suggest you buy a pair of Sansabelt slacks. I don't even know if they make them, but get the one that has the little clips on the side. You can release it, and basically, you got another four or five inches of waist expansion after the humongous Thanksgiving Day meal. Not for me. I'm going to be very good, but we are going to guide you when it comes to Thanksgiving Turkey Day cooking and celebratory maneuvers. And I welcome you back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, and I can think of nobody better on the planet in terms of alpha preparations for Thanksgiving Day than the great Colonel Angelo, who is joining us from the, not the regular pooch pit today, in a classified location in the Western New York Theater of Operation, but because of the Buffalo Bills' big quarterback change to Nathan Peterman, it shall be here after referred to just this week at least, but they get to the Super Bowl maybe permanent. Nathan's famous pooch pit. How's that, Colonel Ange? That's a beauty, General. Gobble, gobble, and uh, go Bills. 
Go Bills. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Although the defense, they haven't solved that problem. We'll see how they do tomorrow in San Diego. But it's not like the Bills are going to be playing in front of a big crowd. They play at StubHub uh, Stadium. It's a soccer stadium. I think they get an average of, uh, what, 18 fans, something like that? And it'll probably be a home game for the Bills because they travel well. That stadium still does hasn't had more uh, uh, Chargers fans than they've had the opponents' fans in it yet. I think you are absolutely correct. Now, Colonel Ange... You're in the pooch pit. Weather makes no difference to you. It can be snowing. It could be sunny and uh, like a sauna. Makes no difference because for the true alpha, when it comes to turkey day and cooking the bird, you do what needs to be done to get maximum Thanksgiving enjoyment. That's a no-brainer, General. It's done outside and it's done with. That's how it works here. Now, I know that the word is, the rumor was, is that Mrs. Pooch, Mrs. Rita Pooch, would actually be doing all the cooking this year and letting you just smoke cigars, watch football, enjoy libations. Is that true? Yeah, that's true, General, and I hope <laughs> everybody enjoys the pizza from the local corner shop. Maybe we'll get it with turkey pepperoni this year. I was going to say, if you go to Bob and John's La Hacienda, my yeah. favorite, on Hurdle Avenue, and just tell oh, them yeah. you want the turkey pepperoni or breast of turkey, you're good to go. Yeah, she's got that down to a science. Just push one button on the phone, and in comes dinner. She's got it on speed dialing. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Now, we are yeah. going to get into this entire hour. We're going to be talking about ways, alpha ways, to cook the bird. But before we get into the various methods and seasoning and some different alpha-related sides, the most important part of Thanksgiving Day turkey is the turkey. Now, Absolutely. Cigar Mother always prefers that I go buy a fresh, unfrozen turkey. What say you, Colonel Ange? Well, you know, General, the truth to me is the proper cooking is far more important than having a fresh bird. It really is. Problem with a fresh bird is you have to be sure that you know how long before you picked it up that that bird was slaughtered. And if it was a week and it's been sitting on a shelf, mm, I don't know. For me, honestly, I would rather get a frozen bird that was flash frozen right after uh, its demise than worry about, unless I'm right there at the slaughterhouse and, you know, know that they're doing it while I'm standing there. Because it just gets a little bit crazy. Now, I'm sure Cigar Mother has got a great source and it's working out well for her. But the average person going out to get a turkey, man, unless you're standing right there and you know somebody and they told you it was just two days ago, you really got to be careful about fresh birds. Well, I know that many of the supermarkets, Publix, uh, Whole Foods, Fresh Market, many of the other, I don't know about the Piggly Wiggly, can't, can't, can't speak for the Piggly Wiggly, but I know that I'm sure Wegman's up in the Western New York Theater of Operations. But most supermarkets will carry fresh, unfrozen turkeys right around the holidays, right around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So if you're going to do it, the time to do it is now. The other thing is, I know that I've always gone to one of these supermarkets, and I've gone right to the butcher counter, and I said, I want to order one, and I want it coming in on this day, and they will normally comply with that. And you can see it's got a mark on when it you know, was fresh and so on. So, But again, I think the most important thing is you just want to make sure that whatever it is, you get the right size turkey, get a quality turkey, and uh, to me, as far as I'm concerned, then you go into the cooking. But before we get into the cooking, Colonel Ange, let's talk about size of the bird. Is there uh -huh. any specific size? Do you, how do you calculate how many people are going to be there, how much they're going to eat? How do you calculate what size bird that our alphas need? 
before cooking general, it's usually a pound and a half per person before it's cooked, okay? And that's where it gets really tricky. It really does. Uh, you see the people that like to do the Norman Rockwell scene where the, uh, you know, 24-pound turkey comes out. There's two people carrying it. It's like, uh, you know, Paul Bear is bringing the bird to the table. That's cool. But to cook a turkey that's big enough for 10 or 12 people, now you're talking 20, 22 pounds. That bird's got to spend a lot of time in the heat. Colonel Ann's recommendation is if you're going to have a house full of people, get more than one turkey and maybe do them two different ways. It's just much easier to control it just because of the time that it's there. But on an average, figure one and a half pounds per person. That'll give you them enough to eat and some leftovers. Well, Colonel Ange, uh, allow me to slightly disagree because I think if you okay. get a a flamethrower similar to the litation device <laughs> that I use today on the show, you get about four of these around the bird. It's cooked in about twenty minutes. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You, you've got to if you get one big enough, you can send somebody. Maybe Mick the Brit can crawl inside and work one from the cavity of the bird so it cooks all the way through. Actually, I think a twenty-two pound bird would be bigger than Mick the Brit. He could get right <laughs> in there. That could be that could be a condominium for him. That's what I'm saying. Send him in with a lighter, General. Put him to work. That's a big bird, and that's why when I do it, you know who's actually does it uh, uh, that way as well as as uh, Captain Paul. He has a house full of people. He actually cooks three birds, but me personally, I always do two. I try and keep them around 14 pounds, unless I'm frying, because the birds that you fry, you want to try and get under 12. But anyway, I get two 12 or two 14-pound birds. That gives you plenty, and just cook them two different ways. I'm on the Butterball.com site, and they have a page, How to Choose a Turkey. The first thing they say is plan perfect portions. They ask for the number of adults and the number of kids. So let's just say I'm going to put in for, let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, I'll take six alpha males, okay? Six mm -hmm. alpha males. It says, we want leftovers. Let me check the box. Well, alpha males, they give you two choices. We're light eaters, we're big eaters. I'm going to put we're big eaters. Here's what it says. We'll need a 12-pound turkey for six alphas and 12 cups of stuffing. Yep. Just that to be on the right. safe side with six alphas with hearty appetites, to be on the safe side, I'm going to put the equivalent of 18 adults. That is 36 pounds of turkey and 36 <laughs> cups. I think, and we want the leftovers. It doesn't say how long. I'm figuring maybe about a week to 10 days. So I think 36, a 36 pound bird should be good. Do they make a 36 pound bird? Yeah, I think they do, but I think you have to go to uh, like uh, a Jurassic Park to get one. General, they're not—you know—they're not growing around here. Well, this year, for the very first time in eight years, we have a new president that will be pardoning the Thanksgiving Day turkey, and I cannot wait to see President Donald J. Trump with that turkey saying, "This is the most beautiful turkey <laughs> I've ever seen. This is the most massive. This reminds me of the beautiful door that we're going to have on the." massive wall, that beautiful big wall. This is the biggest, the hugest turkey I've ever seen. I can't wait to see him. It's just going to be funny to see President Trump and Melania uh, at the turkey pardoning ceremony. Uh, it just, it's, I just don't see him doing it. You know, he's just so formal. Yeah, and it's probably going to be pardoned. Again, it's, I doubt it that he's going to give a uh, time constraint on the pardon. My guess is it's going to, or will give one. My guess is the pardon's going to last maybe 24 hours, and then that bird is dust. <laughs> it's gone. If it's a 36 it's pound gone. bird, I'm standing in line to make yeah. sure I get that. But you know, did you see when President Trump was over on his Asia trip the last uh, 
12, 14 days, 12 days. Did you see, I think he was in, I don't know if it was in Vietnam or it was the Philippines. On one of the occasions, he came in with this blue guayabera, and then yep. he had a white guayabera on. And, you know, I'm used to seeing President Trump always has a white shirt with a red tie on and a you know blue suit. And you see him coming out in this royal blue guayabera. It was hysterical because it just, you don't <laughs> expect it. He just doesn't fit the part, but he looked good in it. But I thought it was interesting. Vladimir Putin wore same blue guayabera, however, wore tie and shirt underneath guayabera. I believe there was some sort of fashion collusion. Yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. It gives you an idea what he looks, what the uh, POTUS looks like when he crawls out of bed in his jammies in the morning. <laughs> sure, I was dying looking at it. It's like, oh boy, I don't need to think about that. That was great, though. That was that was yeah, wild. It was to see funny. That. And, and actually, the, those uh, the, the blue colors kind of remind me of the Cigar Dave uh, Columbia Crew shirts that we wear at all of our Alpha Pleasure Fests. Yeah, you know they look good, but they should have. Th- you got to work on that, General. You got to get somebody going, Sergeant Steve or somebody. Got to get some emblems for the next trip they makes to Asia. Yeah, get, exactly. Get we'll put a Cigar Dave out. logo on that for the president with the presidential seal. I think that would yeah. actually, I think that would work very nicely. And speaking of the Cigar Dave. Alpha Pleasure Fest. The next Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line is coming up Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Can you believe Colonel Andrew already saying 2018? No, I can't. I, I can't. I'm looking at it today and I'm working on some paperwork and trying to get the finances done for the end of the year. And I said, man, we got another month done and it's over. It's over, Rover. So Saturday, February 3rd. At Shelter Aviation, right on the flight line, Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., presented by Diamond Crown. It is a great day of cigars, alpha male buffet delicacies, distilled spirits, craft beers. Got a nice gift bag for everybody. Live Cigar Dave, nationwide broadcast. Colonel Ange and the crew always have something interesting up their sleeves or on their grills or smokers. Your VIP ticket, it's all-inclusive, $170 plus service fee, includes a special Cigar Dave assault pack consisting of six super premium cigars from J.C. Newman. Now, Colonel Ange... I know you yes, love the Diamond Crown Black Diamond last year. Oh, that was I had to buy a box before I left, General. You bought a box. Well, oh yeah. Not only in addition to the Diamond Crown Black Diamond Emerald, you will also receive the Diamond Crown Maximus, a Diamond Crown Julius Caesar Corona, a Brickhouse Mighty Mighty hmm. Double Connecticut, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Double Perfecto, which is only available in the Diamond Crown lounges, and. An Alpha Pleasure Fest exclusive. Been working with Bobby and Eric Newman on this. The Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto. Heretofore, it's only been available just for the Newman family. That's it. That's what Grandpa JC, Julius Caesar Newman, when he started the company, that was his favorite size, a Double Perfecto. So I'm talking with Eric and Bobby Newman at Julius or JC Newman headquarters, and I said, we've got to do something special. And they said, well, General... We want to take you downstairs to a special aging room we've got. And I go down, and I see these beautiful perfectos with a diamond crown band on. I said, what are these? They said, well, that's just for our family. That's the diamond crown, 1895 double perfecto. How about we give everyone in attendance one in their Cigar Davis salt pack? I'm like, sold, done. So nice. we're going to do that. we got a huge Alpha lunch buffet. You get uh, drink tickets for beer, wine, distilled spirits, unlimited water and soda, craft beer samplings, distilled spirit samples, the gift bag. It is a 
fabulous, fabulous event. And this year, we've got one VIP suite for eight. There's just one, that's it. Private roped-off area, lounge seating for eight, in-suite bar, special hors d'oeuvres and appetizers from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You'll also get a box of Diamond Crown 1895s and a box of the Julius Caesar 1895s. Private meet and greet with yours truly and the entire crew. All the details on that special VIP suite is at, well, you will see it. Actually, we, we just opened it up. Go to CigarDave.com right on the homepage. Click on Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, and you will see it. Our VIPs from the last few years were able to buy tickets. Ticket sales move very, very well. So those of you that want to attend, if you haven't attended before, this is the event of the year in the Cigar City of Tampa. And let me tell you, Colonel Ange. Yes. You have a problem coming down to Tampa February 3rd from Buffalo. Do you think there's a slight temperature shift? You know, General, it was one of the nicest things you've ever done for me was to move the uh, Super Snack Show and have it become part of the Flightline Show. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, yeah, we, it was about pleasure. 70, wasn't it about 70, 75 last year out in the yeah, sun? It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Nice breeze. You know, that hangar is gorgeous, really, which you don't, you know, you don't get to see if you don't get to go. It's to have those planes right there. I mean, the airplanes are all stretched out, uh, beautiful setup. Uh, it's just gorgeous, guys. If you've got any idea you're going to be in town, really, you got to hit this. This is a fantastic show. All right, Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Shelter Aviation, the Cigar City of Tampa. Go to CigarDave.com. You will see the, uh, the graphic there, the link, all the info. Buy your tickets today. When we come back, we will continue our special Thanksgiving Day Alpha Turkey cooking maneuvers and suggestions on how to get that Alpha male holiday that right bird when we come back we'll talk about methods of cooking it seasoning some sides trust me this is not your typical thanksgiving turkey day when you do it alpha style and colonel and style it is 100 usda alpha all the way the cigar dave alpha pleasure fest on the flight line presented by diamond crown returns on saturday february 3rd 2018 at shelter aviation in the cigar city this day of alpha male pleasure maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an alpha male great spirits craft beer alpha male camaraderie and of course plenty of diamond crown cigars tickets for the alpha pleasure fest on the flight line presented by diamond crown are on sale get info and tickets at CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelter Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event, very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018, in Tampa. 
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Beta males run on tofu. Alpha males run on meat, steak, cigars, and Cigar Day, the trifecta of pleasure. And on Thursday for Thanksgiving, we run on turkey. Whether it is roasted, smoked, fried, spatchcocked, or sous vide, we've got all the different methods as we talk Thanksgiving Day alpha turkey cooking maneuvers. Colonel Ange, there's no way... As you know this, there's no way I could be a vegetarian or a vegan. In fact, I, do, I find that people that are vegans, they look sickly. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. Charles Barkley, several weeks ago, the, uh, TNT, the NBA on TNT analyst, had an interesting take on one of the players on San Antonio Spurs big man LaMarcus Aldridge, who happens to be a vegan. Let's take a listen to Charles Barkley. It's terrible. It's just terrible. He's a, a terrific player, but he's a, one of those guys. He makes me nervous. I don't like I don't like people who don't get mad, Ernie. I don't trust people. Like vegetarians, that's not a thing. Everybody likes meat. But I don't like people. Who, it's not a thing, Ernie. Just because they say it doesn't make it true. So LaMarcus, to me, has to be aggressive. Uh, vegetarians ain't But a big nice. three. You don't think there are actually vegetarians? There's no such thing as a vegetarian. Nobody doesn't like meat, Ernie. <laughs> uh, that is great. By the way, I don't, I, I don't know if Marcus Nobody doesn't like meat. Stop it. He's right. No, I, come like on. Meat. meat is a beautiful thing. I want some meat right now as we're speaking. But yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't know if he is. I thought he I, I, he may not be a vegetarian. I know there's some other players in the NBA. There's a Denver's Wilson Ch- a Chandler who's vegan. But I thought it was great. When I heard, you got to love Charles Barkley. He just speaks his mind, tells it like it is. You got to love it. And Colonel Lange, can we yes. disagree? Who doesn't like meat? Yeah, I, know. I don't know anybody that doesn't like meat. And no, I, try, like- I try and make sure I never meet somebody that doesn't like meat. Colonel Lange, do you, yes. do you serve uh, lasagna or any pasta dish with the turkey? General, I have to say, honestly, when I was a kid, the turkey was the side. The lasagna was the main course. Uh, I, listen, I can go that. As long as the lasagna has meat sauce, I'm oh, good yeah. with that. I'm Tied good with that. sausage, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm good with that. As long as it doesn't have uh, ketchup that is diluted, 
you know, no, it's which not is, a veggie which, lasagna general. No, no, such no, no, thing. no. It's got to have meat sauce. It's got to have that nice, that beautiful sauce, that uh, just nice chunks of meat, all good. And speaking of chunks of meat, we're going to talk about chunks of turkey as we continue with Colonel Ange from the Nathan's famous pooch pit. Uh-huh. Today, in honor of Nathan Peterman, the new quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, it is Thanksgiving Day Alpha Turkey Cooking Maneuvers. We'll talk methods, we'll talk carving, we'll talk seasoning, we'll talk size right around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with a Cigar Dave mobile app. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave. Gobble, gobble, Thanksgiving Day alpha turkey cooking maneuvers. We're going to give you the right way that alphas enjoy their bird and ample amounts of bird as we enjoy football, cigars, libations on Thanksgiving. Joining us from the pooch pit, Colonel Ange who is in charge of the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange, no matter what the temperature, no matter what the weather, you will be there in the pooch pit with one of your 28 different grills and smokers. You will always have ample ability, ample room to cook your bird in a multitude of uh, ways, of methods. But before we talk about that, very quickly, let's talk about turkey food safety. The three T's, thaw, temperature, two-hour storage, Three days to eat. Those are all guidelines. But first off, how do you thaw your bird? Uh, you thaw it in the fridge. If you're buying a, a frozen bird, leave it in the package, put it in the fridge. You're going to need uh, 24 hours for every five pounds of bird. All right, so think about that. You're doing 15-pound bird, man. You better be getting that bird on Saturday. Get it in the fridge. Now, you can thaw it in a sink, General, and there is a way to do this. 
if you are behind the curve and you're picking up a turkey, you find out that the dinner's at your house, you can put it in the sink, cover it with cold water, and change that water every half hour, okay? And just that frozen water, cold water, every half hour, change it. It could take you probably four or five hours, but that's a safe way to do it. But you got to keep your eye on it. You're flipping the bird over and over, and you're filling the cold water and draining it every 30 minutes. That'll work. So- so sticking it in the microwave on the defrost cycle, not not recommended? Like you did at Syracuse when you made your I first did. bird generator? No, that was in Baltimore after I graduated. Uh, I got a okay. microwave, and I figured, okay, well, let me just do a turkey. It cut down on the time. I didn't know. It was took an hour, but not a good turkey, Colonel Ange. Not no, good. you don't. <laughs> no defrost button for a 15 to 25-pound bird on the butt. If there is, I want to see that microwave, man. I want now, one. Exactly. In terms of temperatures, using a meat thermometer, the thigh should be about 180, the breast 170. Do you recommend cooking the stuffing in the bird or separately? Absolutely not. No. I mean, now you're just adding more time to the bird, and you're going to get the stuffing to get up to 165. That's going to get your breast probably way over 170 to 180. In fact, guys, really, the way to do it, the bird's going to jump 5, 10, maybe even 15 degrees once you take it out. Get yourself, if you can, a remote thermometer. General, I know you've got one that's integrated right into your electric smoker. It's a beautiful thing. Get that, put it in the deepest part of the breast. Get it way in there. I stop the uh, cooking process when it hits 157. As soon as it hits 157, comes out of the grill, out of the smoker, wherever it is, and take it. You don't tent it. You let it sit for about 20 minutes, and that bird will rise up to about 165. They tell you 170. That's nuts. At 170, it's dry. 165 is better. Well, here's the thing, Colonel Ange, that I want to ask you. Do you recommend that, because they say that some parts of the bird, like the breast, has to be one temperature or the thigh. Do you just use a a generic saying, I just use one temperature and that's it, and you're good to go? Well, the best way to do it, get your uh, remote like you have in your smoker, General, but also get yourself an instant read thermometer. Then check the rest of the parts of the bird as you're cooking it. That's all. You know, you take after, after depending on your method, okay, after the halfway point, no matter what method you're using, start checking it with an uh, instant read thermometer. And if you're doing that, you'll be safe. You want the breast, really, I want to stop the, I want to stop the cooking process when the breast is below 160. Check and see what, your, uh, what the thigh is. If the thigh is somewhere around 180, you're perfect. You take it, or 175 to 180, you're perfect. You take it out of there, everything is going to rise five degrees and you'll be safe. So essential tool, even if you don't have the remote uh, thermometer, get an instant read thermometer. And after half the time that your bird has been cooking, start checking on it, unless it's deep fried and you don't care what happens to your fingers. Uh, there you go. All right, yeah, now, You don't want to you... stick that <laughs> bird so, in a deep fryer. Exactly. Do not want to do that. Thaw. No. We talked about thawing the temperature. Yep. The other tea, two-hour storage. Store the leftovers in separate containers yep. two hours after cooking. And then the last tea, three days to eat or freeze the leftover turkeys. I've had turkey longer than three days in the refrigerator. If it's kept nice and cold, shouldn't be a problem. But you, nope. you want to make sure it's in the refrigerator or freeze the remainder within uh, three days. And usually if you're going to freeze it, you freeze it relatively quickly. So we've got the four teas of turkey Food safety, very, very important. Now, Colonel yes. Ange, yes. let's combine the various methods and then the proper 
the proper uh, way of seasoning or basting or marinating because really depending on the cooking method, you will use a different way of seasoning the bird. So let's talk about the different methods. First of all, the tried and true is roasting. You know, you get you, you turn the oven on, and it seems like it's got to be in the oven for about twelve hours, and then by about seven o'clock, you're ready to have the turkey. <laughs> There's smoking. Pound the bird. A fourteen pound bird shouldn't take you more than three and a half, four hours in the oven. You're talking three twenty five to three fifty for roasting a bird, which is the same temp that you're going to use on a grill. So if you're going to put the bird, as I always say, why waste the oven space? Take it out to the grill, same thing, roasting a bird, 325 to 350. Right. You're talking about 12 to 15 minutes a pound. So, you know, 14, 15 pound bird will be done three and a half, four hours. Okay, three and a half, four hours. Now, yeah. if you want to fry, deep fry the bird, which <laughs> I, there's a total misnomer about deep frying because when you deep fried that turkey for the very first time, when we had one of our our cigar festivals that we did, and I'll mm -hmm. never forget, you fried it, and I, what shocked me was that I thought it was going to be oily and goopy and greasy. Au contraire. It was nope. tasty, it was moist, but 99% of the oil that you used went right back into the oil container. Yeah, it does. All that does is it flash fries the skin. Okay, so now you've got uh, a sealed skin and it's just the heat you're right general you can take then you can take that turkey pass it through or turkey take the oil out which is almost all there put it through a strainer and use it again it is by far the fastest way to cook your thanksgiving turkey but be prepared you know the standard uh, turkey fryers they usually have a limit on the size even if you get one of those big drums you're not going to probably go over more than, I don't know, maybe 16 pounds. So that's not a method for a 22-pound bird. Well, Colonel Ange, I upgraded my turkey fryer last year cool. uh, to the Butterball XL ah. electric turkey fryer, extra large, which um, gives you a much larger, I think before you could, they recommended a 12-pound bird, and now yep. I think I can get about a 16-pound bird in there, no problem. And it's beautiful because, actually, 20-pound turkey. It'll take up to a 20-pound turkey. Wow. And uh, very, very nice. Easier to clean than the original one I had. M magnificent. But you were the one that taught me that when you do, if, let's talk about going back to roasting. If you are going to roast your turkey, what's yep. the proper way to season it? Do you inject it? Do you baste it? What do you do? I brine it, and I use a wet brine. And it's probably the only time I'll use a wet brine on a bird. Uh, with chicken, I usually use a dry brine, just trying to get some salt now, on the skin. What's a, so what's a wet brine? Wet brine is actually taking gallons of water, mixing it with salt, if you're, and then uh, putting the bird in the brine for at least eight hours or, or overnight is better. And there are though, it does make a difference on a big bird that's going to spend a lot of time. I would not brine a bird general that's going to go in a deep fryer. There's no need. Don't brine a spatchcocked bird. But if you're going to roast a turkey, and that turkey is 14 pounds and up, I recommend wet brine. You take the salt, you make the salt in the water, a mixture. You put the turkey in there. You keep it in a refrigerator or in a cooler with some ice to keep it cold for 12 to 24 hours. Through the processes of diffusion in osmosis, the water and the salt on the outside draws the water inside the bird. And I've noticed a huge difference over the years doing it that way. Again, this is if you're going to put a bird someplace and cook it for three-plus hours, wet brine. Now, you can dry brine, and that works too, which you're just taking salt, 
taking the defrosted bird, you're putting it on a rack in a refrigerator, you put salt, maybe a quarter to a half of teaspoon per pound of the bird on the skin, sit it into the refrigerator, general, just like you're doing your uh, dry aging, your steaks, you'll notice the next day the moisture is on the bird and then drawn back in the bird. Me, okay. personally, wet brine. Okay, so that's for roasting. Now, let's talk about mm -hmm. deep frying, about three and a half minutes per pound for the yep. turkey, and you want to inject it. And uh, you buy these injectors. looks like a large syringe, and there's <laughs> different methods that you can inject, uh, different uh, juices, different apple cider. You can put, uh, you can buy a pre-made. Hot sauce. Hot sauce, anything. So what do you like <clears throat> to do, Colonel Ange? When I do the fry bird, I make a uh, buffalo turkey. I inject it with a mixture of uh, wing sauce. And then when I serve it, I make a, uh, uh, a, uh, a gravy that has some blue cheese in it. But you can inject it with anything. You can, I've used a mixture. My, actually, the one that's the big favorite here when I do deep fry it is the mixture of bourbon and apple cider. Ooh, bourbon <clears throat> and jack and uh, cider. General, it's a great flavor. You take it and inject it the same way, just salt and pepper. Bourbon, you maybe want to do a three-to-one mixture of cider to bourbon. Inject it in the bird the same way you would do your injections, your Cajun injections, whatever you use. Right. Boy, you can really taste it. It tastes great. It's not overwhelming, so, just, just nice, subtle. Yeah, so basically you just inject it everywhere and just, just stick it in there and get it all plumped up. And that yeah. keeps the juices in, and then you stick it. Now, when you do fry the turkey, you got to be very careful. Got to make sure the exterior is all dry. Now, what I also mm. like to do is I like to do a dry rub. In fact, I've used Colonel Ange's very special dry rub that you have gifted me that's got about 12 special seasonings and spices, and I just pat it down, let it sit, and then I slowly, I always use goggles and gloves when I put the turkey into the fryer. And I like the electric fryer because I don't have to deal with propane or anything else. And even though they say you can use an electric fryer inside, I always use it outside. And I gently, very slowly put that bird down when it's in that, there's like a big metal container, because you'll hear that thing sizzle and snap and pop very quickly. So you gotta be very, very careful. And then let it do its work, you know, 45, 50 minutes and boom, done, let it sit and you're good to go. Now, another method that we've talked about is smoking your bird. And I did that last year in addition to deep frying. Talk about smoking the bird, Colonel Ange. What's the method? How do we uh, properly baste it? How do we properly season it? And how do we properly cook it smoking style? Well, smoking style, I would still brine it because it's going to spend a lot of time in the heat. So you want to keep as much moisture in. And for the smoking method, I'll also use a rub. I'll use that rub that I gave you, General. And you're working at around 220 to 225. Uh, that's a good temperature to do it. I know there are those like Brady that likes to keep it below 212. But in most smokers, you got water pans. So a, they're more forgiving because the moisture still gets in the air. Right. But now you're talking 30 to 40 minutes a pound. And I always smoke a, a bird on Thanksgiving because that's the set it and forget it. You put that in, you figure a 14-pound bird is going to go maybe seven to eight hours. So after about six hours, you take the temperature. But as far as seasoning that bird, I also I do brine the bird that I smoke, and I hit it with that same rub that you use, General, and into the smoker and forget about it. Just set it and forget and it. Ron Popeil. And do it overnight. And, uh, again, how long did yeah. we say again, Colonel Ange? You're talking 30 to 40 minutes a pound. 
Okay, thirty figure to at least, forty minutes a pound. Okay. Yeah, figure at least a half hour at two twenty to two twenty-five. Now, if you're going to try and get it below uh, two twelve and do it real low slow, that's scary because now you really got to pay close attention to the bird coming up the temp, and sometimes that can keep. 10, 12 hours. You know what? I'm not set up for it. Brady is, but unless you're really set up for it, I would uh, keep the heat at around 220, 225. Guess who's calling Brady for a smoked turkey this year? Hey, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to fry one, but you know yeah. what? I just don't want to go through all the hassle of smoking it. And Brady has Brady's Backyard Barbecue in Safety Harbor, Florida, right across from Tampa, the city of Tampa. Just He does a great job, everything there, so I'm just going to let him do it this year. Now, when we come back for our final and concluding segment, we'll talk about grilling and spatchcocking your bird, as well as uh, using a method called sous vide, and another way that basically you can pull everything apart and cook it that way. We'll talk about that, properly carving the bird, and a couple of sides that Colonel Ange has up his sleeve as the final and concluding segment of this special edition of the Cigar Dave Show Thanksgiving Day Alpha Turkey Cookie Maneuvers comes your way next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Balmoral Añejo XO. This cigar has a beautiful sun-grown Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper, Dominican Oler binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and Brazil. This cigar has notes of cedar, cacao, spices, and an underlying sweetness. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features fantastic cigars shipped directly to you every month. I'm pleased to announce the November 2017 Officers Club selection. It is the Balmoral Añejo XO. XO standing for extra old, as all the tobaccos in this cigar are extra aged. The Balmoral Añejo XO features a wrapper from Brazil, a Brazilian sun-grown arapiraca. Filler three-country blend, Brazil, the Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. The Balmoral Añejo XO delivers subtle notes of sweetness, underlying hints of spice, and just a touch of cocoa and chocolate. The Balmoral Añejo XO coming to you if you're already a member of the Officers Club. If you are not... Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get fantastic cigars like the Balmoral and Yeho XO delivered to you. Join now the Cigar Dave Officers Club, CigarDave.com.
T-minus five days and ticking until Thanksgiving Turkey Day maneuvers. And we are talking Thanksgiving Day alpha turkey cooking maneuvers. Final segment with Colonel Ange from the Pooch Pit, Western New York Theater of Operations. And Colonel Ange, we uh, talked about roasting your turkey. We talked about smoking the turkey, deep frying the turkey. Now let's talk about grilling and spatchcocking your turkey. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Actually, it works pretty quick. You'd, half the time of roasting a turkey, if you take the bird to spatchcock it, you're butterflying it. You're actually removing the spine and flattening the bird. Take the spine out with a uh, kitchen shears, put that to the side, press down, flatten the bird, make a lemon uh, or a butter, herb butter, put it up underneath the skins, and then you don't have to grill it. You can actually cook it in the oven that way, but grilling it is great. Indirect heat on the side, the bird is laid flat, if you spatchcock a bird at 14 pounds, you can get that thing done in an hour, hour and a half, two hours tops. What what heat level? What what what? Heat? That's at 325 to 350. But again, it's indirect. You don't want it indirect. over the right. Gotcha. So, so it's like cooking it, but it's not right on the grill. And uh, you put a brick on there, or no? No, no. You really don't have to. Not for a turkey. Just for It'll chicken. Flatten. Yep. Chicken you do. Yes, chicken you do because you really want it a lot flatter. But the turkey really needs more time to get the uh, thighs up the temp. It's a great way to do it, you know? It, it just indirect uh, uh, two-zone heat, put the uh, thighs and the legs uh, towards the heat, the breast away from the heat, move it around halfway through. Really, General, it can be done. In fact, Tony DeTongs did it on your show on Black Bart one time. We did it before the show was over. Completely cooked the turkey. Now, let's talk about how to properly season when you're going to spatchcock uh, grill it. What do you do? I like to use a uh, butter herb mix, and what you do is you you know get some butter, soften it, put your favorite herbs in it, rosemary, parsley, whatever, some salt and pepper, and then uh, take the butter and actually carefully lift up the skin, put it up all underneath, on the thighs, on the breast, and then put some more on top. So a nice lemon butter, and then if you uh, want to do a dry rub on top of it, you can, but typically it's the lemon butter, salt and pepper. It'll come out great, but be sure you get it up underneath the skin on the breasts and the thighs and the legs. Okay, very quickly, let's talk about the sous vide method. What is that? Uh, you know what? It's something that'll never happen in my house. But, I know, uh, if you... uh, uh, Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Hermervon Gina love the sous vide method. It's kind of like putting it in a bag and boiling it, isn't it? Uh, that's what you've done, but you're not boiling it. You're putting it in a bag and you're cooking it at a lower temperature. The temperature of the water is about 185. And you know what? To do a whole bird in that thing, it's, that'd be, a, it'd be crazy because you'd really need a big container. You're better off uh, deconstructing the bird and doing it in parts. Can you do it that way? Yes. Uh, my recommendation is I would only cook it halfway sous vide, then take it out and toss it on the grill or roast it in the oven to get that skin crisp. Well, I'm deep frying and roasting this year, no doubt about Or correction, deep frying and smoking this year. But I'm going to let Brady do the smoking on it. I'll handle the deep frying. Now, let's talk about the important part. The turkey comes out, done cooking. You let it rest. Absolutely. How long? You got to let it go 20, 20 to 30 minutes. I know people get crazy about that, but don't get crazy. It's 20 to 30. You really want that thing to sit. If you try and carve it before that, you're going to have a mess. So you wait maybe 20 minutes, and then you, you start to carve it. Two different methods are those that actually take the entire breast plate out of both sides of the bird and then work on the limbs. Uh, classic is to uh, grasp the uh, leg, pull it up, pull it apart, take your boning knife, get it in between the joint, get, take the leg off, then go back and get the wing off, and then 
carve along the uh, backbone through, or the breastbone through it to take the uh, breast off. There are two different styles of doing it. Either one works. Just be sure that either way you're doing it is that you pull the joints of the thighs and the legs and the wings up so you can get your boning knife in between the joint and cut them off. All right, very quickly, got about 30 seconds to go here, Colonel Ange. Yep, yep. Any special sides, or do you do something special with your turkey stuffing? Uh, you know what? I got something real quick, and I'll put this up if you want it, General. I call it twice-baked plank potatoes. Take mashed potatoes, then soak a plank like you would for uh, salmon. Take the potatoes, put them on the plank, on the grill, cover them with some cheddar cheese and some uh, 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 green onions, and then put them on the grill, cover the grill, let them sit there for about 20 minutes. You got planked, cedar planked, twice-baked potatoes. Try these, guys. I'll send the, the, uh, the recipe to the general if you want to give it a shot. Yep, uh, we'll post that uh, as soon as the show is. Actually, we'll try to get it up uh, as soon as possible. If you send it over to Sergeant Steve, we'll get that posted. Well, Colonel Ange, my uh, best, first of all, thank you. My best wishes in regards to the entire uh, Pooch family. To uh, Rita and uh, Private G, and to you, the entire uh, Pooch family, for a very happy and joyous Thanksgiving. Thank you, General, and the same to you and your family. Give everybody a hug for me. Will do. The great Colonel Ange from the Pooch Pit in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Hope you enjoyed our special Thanksgiving Day Alpha Turkey Cooking Maneuver Show. Cigar Dave, the General, say, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ash, be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again, and may your turkey be tender and juicy. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>